What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Tuesday, October 5th. We're on to week five fantasy football. Of course, today we'll break down the waiver wire for you. And I know this is the time of year where a lot of people get a little panicky. I don't like to get panicky at all over fantasy football because it's fantasy football. And also, if I've learned anything over my many years of playing this darn game, it's that September doesn't tell us much of anything. October, things start to change. November, they change again. And December, they change again. So we are on to October fantasy football, the first month out of the way. And you know what? I tell you, I know people are panicking and looking to make trades to improve their team. But like, let's say, all right, so you you feel like you're thin at running back. Everybody feels like they're thin at running back. And you want to upgrade at running back. What are you going to have to do to upgrade at running back? You're going to have to downgrade at wide receiver, aren't you? In, in almost any instance. So while you're getting better at running back, you're getting worse at, at wide receiver. Did your team get better in the process? No, not likely. So usually, honestly, the most success I've ever had is typically not based on trades. It's based on being smarter than other folks on the waiver wire, and that's why I like to prioritize it. So let's dive into it for you today. At the top, it is Damian Williams. David Montgomery is going to miss four to five weeks, and oh, five weeks. What happens after five weeks? Ah, they're a bye week. I don't expect David Montgomery back for six weeks. That stinks. Damian Williams will be the lead back in the meantime. Not too shabby this past week. 35% on him. It's pretty pretty solid right there. We're not going too crazy here, but still 35%. LaVisca Chennault, 20% on him. No DJ Chark. He's out indefinitely. It is a complete dumpster fire there with Urban Meyer. But regardless, LaVisca Chennault looked pretty good. This past week, Jacoby Myers, 15%, 40 targets already. One of just seven players with at least 40 targets. All right, number four on my list. And you get this whole list over at FTNFantasy.com. Dawson Knox. Now, I normally don't get too crazy over tight ends, but this is about the time of year where we start to see if there's a breakout tight end. Now, I don't know if it's Dawson Knox, and don't come to me in three weeks on Twitter and be like, oh, nice job, Radcliffe. Uh, You didn't get Dawson Knox right, because I'm going to block you immediately. (laughs) I'm liberally using the block button on Twitter right now. But Dawson Knox has the look of one of those guys. We can never tell the future. Hey, if I could tell the future, I wouldn't have a podcast talking to you. I'd be by myself somewhere. Well, not by myself, but... (laughs) I'd be with my family, and that's about it. Count my money. Like Biff Tannen. You younger listeners, look it up, okay? Back to the future. Anyway, Dawson Knox has the look of it, 15% on him. That is hefty for a tight end, but a lot of us are getting really frustrated with the week-in and week-out tight end merry-go-round. Dawson Knox could potentially solve that. Michael Carter, 15%. Hope you didn't drop him. He's now the lead back. It's very clear. And he's at least a flex option going forward. Dalton Schultz, 12%. Why am I not as bullish on Schultz as as Knox? And I think both of these guys could be top 12s going forward. The one pitfall with Schultz is that Michael Gallup should be coming back very soon. And I don't know how much target volume will be there. Uh, for Schultz. It still could be solid though. But th- you know, that's why like if I had to pick one, I'm picking Knox, but I like them both. Let's put it that way. AJ Dillon, 10%. Hopefully he didn't drop him. Now you're not going to be able to use him, but if I've learned anything right now, handcuffs are few and far between on the waiver wire. So grab him if he's out there. Manny Sanders, 10%. 
He's running ahead of Cole Beasley in terms of routes run. It's not super sexy, but he could be a back-end wide receiver three or a flex play going forward. Jamison Crowder, 10%, got back on the field. I thought he looked pretty good with Zach Wilson. Latavius Murray, 8%. Is he the lead back right now? Yes. Is he going to be the lead back the rest of the season? Heck, if I know. If we know anything, things change pretty quickly in Baltimore. So only 8% on him. I'm going to talk about Le'Veon Bell in a minute. Kenny Gainwell, 7%. He is uh, the passing down option. The team just doesn't know how to run the football. So he's still more of a bench option for me uh, in case something happens to Miles Sanders. But he could also leapfrog Miles Sanders on the step chart. That is not out of the question. Samaj P. Ryan, 7%. It looks like Joe Mixon will go this week. But it's a friendly reminder that P. Ryan would be an instant top 24 option if Mixon was to miss any time. Mike Gusecki, 7%, as long as Jacoby Brissett is under center. Gusecki's a really solid option. Sam Darnold, 7%. Or should I call him Cam Darnold? He's not going to score rushing touchdowns like this throughout the rest of the season. But QB2+, plus, absolutely. If I had, uh, you know, an upside guy like, you know, Justin Fields, who I still want to keep, but if I had somebody like that and I needed immediate production, I am going to Sam Darnold. Or Daniel Jones, for that matter, top uh, top 10. He's eighth among quarterbacks in fantasy scoring for Daniel Jones. <laughs> Trey Lance, 6%. It doesn't sound like we're going to have Trey Lance. Well, it, it, it may not be for the long term. Let's put it that way. The injury may not be that severe to Jimmy Garoppolo, but Trey Lance put up a... A top 20 fantasy week in one half of play last week. It may not have looked pretty. I don't care. He still did it. CJ Uzama, 5%. Don't chase last week's numbers. T. Higgins will be coming back, but you could do worse at tight end. Alex Collins, 5%. Guess what? There's a committee there in Seattle, and Collins may be on the right side of it before too long. Devontae Parker, 5% with Will Fuller banged up. Parker is interesting. Le'Veon Bell, 5%. Now, technically, he's back on the practice squad, but I think it's only a matter of time before they sign him to the active roster. And he did play 20 snaps this past week, so there is some intrigue there to Le'Veon Bell. All right, that's your top 20. After the break, we'll keep on rolling. There's enough meat on the Arizona passing game in that offense, enough meat on the bone there for A.J. Green to be a viable fantasy option. I don't love him, but I'm, I'm going 5% on him. He scored this past week, and I think that all four of those receivers should be rostered. Hunter Henry, 5%, found pay dirt last week. I think he's been better than John U. Smith just watching the play. So I'm encouraged by that. It's not a sexy tight end option, but you could do worse. Uh, Curtis Samuel, that is... four targets. He didn't play a full complement of snaps as well, so that's encouraging. J.D. McKissick, 5%. I know people are valuing him higher than I am. He's a passing down back, though, and those guys are very volatile over the long haul, and uh, you know I'm not not quite all in on him. Taylor Heineke, though, his quarterback has been really excellent. Only six quarterbacks outscoring him over the last three weeks. Now, we don't know what happens when Fitzy comes back, but for now, Taylor Heineke. 5% 5% on Khalil Herbert with David Montgomery sideline for at least the next month. We do have Herbert as now the number two. He's one Damian Williams injury away from being a big-time fantasy name to know, so might as well scoop him on the cheap. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 3%, still buying in on the upside there. As uh, you know, you're, you're basically stashing him if you're rolling with like the Kirk Cousins of the world. If you have a top 11 quarterback, you do not need to add a quarterback. 
Michael Gallup, 3%. Looks like he could be back on the field as, uh, you know, maybe even as, as soon as this week, if the original timetable uh, is accurate here. Malcolm Brown, 3%. Ugh. Yep, he's now the lead back in Miami. At least he was last week, so he deserves a roster spot. Max Williams, 3%. Uh, the one problem is they have four receivers, so how much is there? He does have 12 catches, though, this season. Randall Cobb, 3%. I'm not going to get carried away by the touchdowns, but his arrow is pointing up because Marquez Valdez. Scantling is on injured reserve. Van Jefferson, 3%. If anything happened to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, Van Jefferson becomes pretty valuable, actually. Matt Ryan, 3%. Eh, four touchdowns last week, three of them to Cordero Patterson. But he gets the Jets this week, so you could use Matt Ryan this week. Uh, Josh Gordon, promoted from the practice squad. Giddy up. Uh, I'm, I'm going 3%. I'm not going to go too overboard here because chances are if he wasn't already picked up, you know, you could get him on the cheap. He may have already been picked up in your leagues last week, though. Mo Alley Cox, 2%. He scored twice last week, but don't chase those touchdowns. Uh, red zone option. But going to have some volatility. Jeremy McNichols, that's more for deep leagues. Jeremy McNichols, 2%. I'm not expecting that kind of work in the passing game every week, but he's the number two back right now in Tennessee. Daryl Williams, the number two back in Kansas City. He's a cuff to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Kadarius Toney, pretty solid usage. Didn't expect to see him out there in two wide, but he was. Uh, and he'll be there. He'll be in the mix here as long as Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are sidelined. Justin Fields, 2%. Still picking him up, man. Zach Wilson, 2%, got off the schneid a little bit last week and gets Atlanta this week. Wayne Gallman, 1%. I tell you what, I watched that game. Wayne Gallman looked better than Mike Davis. Just saying. And nobody's really paying attention to Wayne Gallman right now, so like under the radar, boom. Can't rule out Mike uh, Wayne Gallman leapfrogging Mike Davis on the depth chart. Can't rule that out. Uh, Drew Locke, 1%. Two quarterback leagues really only there. If he's out there all starting quarterbacks have to be rostered in Superflex into quarterback. He may not start. We'll see what happens with Teddy Bridgewater and the concussion protocol. The hold list this week, I am holding Justin Fields, as I just mentioned. I actually thought he looked pretty good this week. It's just he didn't throw the ball a lot. 17 passing attempts, but I thought he looked pretty good, actually. Then fantasy numbers don't reflect the on-field. Uh, Sony Michelle, I'm holding him because he's the cuff to Daryl Henderson. And we saw when Henderson didn't play, Michelle had 20 carries. So there's a lot of value there, and especially with Henderson frequently banged up. Allen Robinson, I'm just holding on this offense. I know a lot of people are looking to Mooney, but Robinson was targeted heavily downfield as well and converted all three of his targets. In a game where there's only 17 passes, three targets isn't actually as bad as it sounds. Robert Woods found the end zone, and it sounds like he's going to get more work, at least according to Sean McVay. And Brandon Ayuk, I'm just not cutting a guy with that talent. I'll, I'll keep him on my bench. I'd rather that upside. Here's who I am cutting. I'm cutting Teddy Bridgewater, even without the concussion lack of upside. It's it's just enough for me to let him go in a one-quarterback league. Tyson Williams looks like he may be completely out of the mix here if they continue to go with all the veterans. A healthy scratch last week. Miles Gaskin, where'd you draft him? This is why I was avoiding that dead zone, man. Too much volatility. Anyway, uh, he was the number three running back last week, and it doesn't sound like he was hurt. DJ Chark is hurt, likely out for the season. Will Fuller is hurt, not out for the season, but, man, this has been a bumpy ride. I, I'm getting off of that uh, that train. And then Logan Thomas. Hey, if Logan Thomas was a top, you know, set-and-forget tight end, I'd be willing to have him on my bench through an injury. He is not. 
one of those guys. I don't want to carry that tight end on my bench. I'd rather use that bench spot for other things. So I am getting rid of them. All right, here's your defenses for this week. If you have one of these five defenses already on your roster, then you're good. Tampa facing Miami, giddy up. Pittsburgh facing Denver, especially if it's Drew Locke, giddy up. Uh, Denver facing Pittsburgh, actually not bad on the other side. New England versus Houston. And uh, finally, Arizona versus San Francisco. Any of those defenses, if you already have them, you're good. If they are out there, they are the priorities on waivers. If they are not, here are the three defenses I'm going after. The Raiders, who face Chicago, very likely Justin Fields. It could be any Dalton, but I honestly don't care (laughs) who it is. They're not going to be able to run the football as effectively without David Montgomery, and there's still the chance for turnovers there. Atlanta versus the Jets. I'm going after... Zach Wilson. I don't want to quite go on the other side of this one with the Jets versus Atlanta. Uh, so I'm going to stick to Atlanta versus the Jets. Wilson has eight picks on the season. It's that simple. And then same thing with Tennessee. Going after all rookie quarterbacks here. Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Uh, seven interceptions so far for Trevor Lawrence. So there you go. If you have Tampa, the Steelers, the Broncos, the Patriots, the Cardinals, you're good. You don't need to make a move. Don't overthink this one. Just play who you have. If any of those defenses are out there, I would grab them. If not, Raiders, Falcons, Titans, there's your streamers. All right, you can get this list over at ftnfantasy.com. Tomorrow we will be back. We'll be diving into Week 5 Fantasy Football Rankings. Until then, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, and I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out. We'll be right back.